me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hey. And, oh, man. Oh, man. So, last week, um, actually over a week ago, we were doing a news episode. Uh, while SDCC was happening, mm-hmm. uh, we did briefly ta- discuss the uh, Wonder Woman trailer and the Suicide Squad trailer. And yeah. I'd kind of like to get into that a little more since I'm sure we've both seen it numerous times yeah. by now. Yeah. Um. Didn't get to talk about the Justice League trailer, so we're going to be talking about all three of those trailers, as well as the Justice League Dark trailer. Um, it's more of a preview, really, with this. It is more thing. of a preview. It is. It is. Um, also going to be talking about the Lego Batman trailer a little bit. Um, but first, uh, happy birthday to our listener, Eli Ophelders. I think he turned 20, if I'm not mistaken. I, so, I, knew, I knew it had come and gone. <laughs> Uh, you know who else uh, had a birthday, though? Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa. He's 37. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. another Jason had a birthday. Rocking it for 37, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you had a birthday this week, man. I know. I know. I don't look nearly as good for my young age. No, no. I'm sitting there going, really? Seriously? Jason Momoa is like... <laughs> oh, man, he's, he's only like, like four years old. Five years older he's than like... Yeah, he's like four four years older than me, and you know, I'm sitting there going, God. It, he doesn't look like he's look, got any age on him. I thought he was, like, my age. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so did you have a good birthday? Yeah, had a great one. Awesome. Get any cool stuff? Oh, tons, tons. Got the uh, Ninja <laughs> Turtles crossover thingy with uh, with Batman out of uh, Christopher White, our, uh, our long and loyal friend. Um, mm. You hooked me up with a couple. I hadn't gotten to Gotham by Gaslight or Gothic yet, but they uh, they both look fantastic. Yeah, and then a little I, light, I little light reading like and Harley and Ivy. <laughs> very light reading. Very very um, light reading. <laughs> um, by the way, that wasn't that was <laughs> that actually wasn't a a a prompt for you to tell people that I bought you things. Um, right. <laughs> just while I'm listing, I'll, I'll be. Uh, just, I'll be diligent. I was, I was genuinely curious. We haven't and had a, a chance to speak. We actually haven't now. Ah uh, man. Oh, okay. So we're gonna I, jump honestly, into one of the, bunch of one of the great things was like I went and watched the Star Trek movie and was rather uh-huh. pleased. Simon Pegg just he does not let me down, man. Me too. Like I I was really really pleased with the movie and uh, actually I did a I wound up doing a um, another crossover episode. I did two episodes of the next of next time the comic book television prediction podcast with scott madison Mm -hmm. um 
I wound up doing a Star Trek Beyond, very impromptu Star Trek Beyond podcast review with him. Uh, and we also did the killing joke, even though we've already done the killing joke. So mm-hmm. um, I wound up defending it a lot <laughs> <laughs> over there. Um, Madison was not amused. And also, <laughs> Madison was not amused. And also, you know, acquiescing to some of his complaints. But, yeah, you know. Uh, so I I say we jump in, man, because we got like 13 pages of, <laughs> of news. And I'm sorry if we missed something, but, you know, these things can't be avoided sometimes. Yeah, comic, uh, in, the, in the days after Comic-Con, you're just grabbing at straws. Yeah, we're just, you know, inundated with, with news bits. Some of them true, some of them not. Um, yeah. First up, Jeff Johns was apparently three like three months ago promoted to president of DC Entertainment. He still mm-hmm. answers to Diane Nelson, though. Diane. Who is also the president of DC Entertainment. Yeah. It's got to be confusing around the office these days. I mean, I guess. I mean, geez, what does this mean? It, just, it means I'm still your boss. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it could either be like a nice uh, a nice little uptick for, for Johns that doesn't quite mean as much as it might look like it means on paper, but he still gets the nice title and everything. Or it could mean, like, they told Diane, like, okay, look, you're still in charge completely unless he says something, and then we do what he said. Right. Otherwise, you're totally in charge. <laughs> Johns, you still answer to Nelson. Okay. Nelson, do what John says. Do everything John says. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Or that could be the other way around. We don't know. We don't know. We've been scouring the internet, Nelson. You know you've got a you've got an arch nemesis out there? No. (laughs) Yeah. Some co host of some Cracker Jack podcast. Uh she mocks me. (laughs) Um so anyway, I, I choose to believe that this means nothing but good things for DC Comics and DC Entertainment in general. Um, so the yeah, <laughs> uh, the the more whatever fingers Johns has is, or the more pies Johns fingers are in, the the better off we all are. I don't know how many people would disagree with what I just said. Some. Eh, I we mean, I'm not saying that. Uh... I, I I said I don't know how many. I'm, I'm sure there are going to be people that disagree because it's it's inevitability. Oh yeah, but not a lot. Yeah, we had a guy on our Facebook page. I don't remember his name, but he was like, "Remember he 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 screwed up the Green Lantern movie." I'm like, eh, no, something else. A lot happened. of people screwed that up. I will go back I and, and to... say, not Berlanti. Look, by all accounts, choo- everyone who read Berlanti's script thought it was pretty damn good. I choose to blame Stuart Bayard. I don't remember him. Which well, means I don't he was feel an like editor. Him, so yeah, let's blame him. He, he's the, he was the editor on Richard Donner's Superman. But he also directed Star Trek Nemesis. So I'm blaming him. Okay. <laughs> and he was the editor on uh, on Green Lantern. And the editing is my biggest problem with Green Lantern. So That was many, many, <laughs> many people had that problem. So Batman the Killing Joke grossed $3.8 million in two nights. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it came in like third. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, um, when we went and saw it, it was, it was packed, man. I mean, pack. Mm-hmm. Not everybody mm-hmm. got to sit together, kind of pack. Now, like it only made like six hundred thousand the second night, but it was available for download then. Well, it was a available for download, and b you got to admit the second night was kind of a last minute thing. It was tacked on. Yeah, so, it was tacked on. I mean, everyone who really, really had to get this thing got in and got their tickets and made it to night one, and then it, it was an, enough of an accomplishment that night two even happened. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it mm-hmm. even brought in another six hundred k, impressive. Mm-hmm. And what did it do it on like a Tuesday? Uh, yeah. So. So. Hmm. Uh, they have released a sort of a preview for Justice League Dark. What did you think of this thing, man? 
don't know what to think of it yet, other than I'm 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 happy it's going to get a shot. And it and Matt Ryan is Constantine. And Matt Ryan's Constantine. Um, I like <laughs> the the preview kind of thing. I like it's a little long for me. I I kind of just mm-hmm. there's a moment there's there really is a point where I don't need to hear people talk about it nearly as much as I want to watch it. And yeah. about three minutes in, I hit that point where I go, okay, all right, so just got you, okay, we're okay. I understand the premise, and then just started flipping forward until I finally heard him him talking. Spot on, just spot on. Yeah, felt, felt so good. Yeah. You know what bothered me a little bit, and I, you you won't often hear me say things like this, but they were talking about like, yeah, we were trying to figure out like a cool way to represent the magic, and they came up with the like we had so and so come up with these like runes and stuff, like these like little symbols that like kind of show up in magic form to represent the magic that's happening. Uh, so that was a really cool thing, and I'm like, dude, that's Doctor Strange. <laughs> That's like Doctor Strange up and down. Yeah. Why are you pretending that you didn't rip this off of Doctor Strange? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we all just admit it? Come clean. We'll all feel better. I, you know, I don't feel guilty about it. I just kind of, guys, come on, man. We know what this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Matt Ryan is Constantine, so it makes everything okay. Yeah, you can, you can sneak. Or it makes some things okay. You can sink a, a lot by me if you give me that. <laughs> But it looked like a pretty cool uh, movie. Um, what is the guy's name? Jason O'Mara or Hera? Something? I, I don't even know. I rarely do go for it. Uh, blue? Internet. Yeah, Jason O'Mara. Here's mm-hmm. a little something. Jason O'Mara is coming back to play Batman in this thing. This oh, okay. is the guy that played, he played Batman in Son of Batman, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League vs. Teen Titans, Batman yeah. Bad Blood. He's been Batman for a while now. He's kind of the new voice now. Really a And it was it was deeper, uh, it seems like than the other guys. It was a little more whispery, raspy. But here's something fun. While we're talking about uh Justice League Dark kind of grabbing some shit from Doctor Strange. Um Marvel uh, over on Agents of Shield, they've just announced that Jason O'Mara is going to be the director of Shield in season 4. Hmm. Which cracks me up. Uh because the the MCU guys, Matt and Jeff over there, are always making jokes about, you know, when is Marvel gonna just go ahead and take back Batman? Right. <laughs> it looks like they have, <laughs> and they're hiding him behind the camera. <laughs> there you like, go. Okay, you got your wish. No, no, not behind the camera. He's gonna be the director of Shield, like taking over from Coulson. Oh crap. Yeah, he's going to be like on screen other presence. version of director. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think about that. He's yeah, he's <laughs> Yeah, he's going to take over Colson's spot. All right. So Batman's going to be in charge of the Agents of Shield. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um All right. So before we jump into the movies and television, uh we are Sponsored by Loot Crate, a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th Pacific time. Uh, sorry, 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific. To, dis- uh, <laughs> to subscribe. Gosh, I'm off today. And receive that month's crate. And when that happens, it's over. So lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up. Enter the code giant size team up uh, to to save $3 off on any new subscription. Uh, this month they're doing uh, 
like anti-heroes and bad guys gone good, etc. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad and Punisher Socks. <laughs> a World of Warcraft tee. There you go. Uh, there's a Harley Quinn item. Uh, it says for her that you'll go nuts over. And an Archer wearable that'll make you sploosh. <laughs> so. <laughs> and in honor. Oh my. Did you see what they did? Uh, what they released in honor of their anti-hero set i guess no i'll no, say it i'll say it's in honor of it um a parody there, it's a parody trailer uh called quentin tarantino's suicide squad oh I, nice i just noticed it a minute ago i have not gotten to explore that at all but it uh <laughs> looks like they had some fun with it things that's nice thing looks like it's getting pretty popular mm. all right on with the news um so according to listen first media suicide squad generated the most online buzz during the sdcc convention um it beat out star trek beyond and wonder woman which is star trek beyond surprisingly (laughs) took second place by the way which is crazy since like they've had like zero marketing um so the fans took it upon themselves i don't know who it was Mm. (laughs) the fans as always are fractioned factioned fractioned fractured Fractoraled? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Um, I don't word well anymore. We're going to make uh, it through. Did you see the how Henry Cavill pranked the Suicide Squad? No, I just saw the uh, the little clip of him coming up from behind him. I, and he's walking around in an anonymous mask. That's, yeah, no, that's he's, all I call it. Yeah, he's like walking around taking pictures in the anonymous mask and uh, went up to the Suicide Squad table and uh, got an autograph and he's like, can I get a picture? And Will's like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. That's cool. And he like kind of comes beside Will and pulls up the mask as they're taking the picture. And uh, Will goes to look at the guy and sees his Henry Cavill and like screams and points at him. <laughs> and everyone laughs. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, Superman! <laughs> yeah. Which have you seen? Um, have you seen Will Smith on the Tonight Show recently when he did did, did the multiple entrances? No, no, no. Well, that didn't have anything to do with Suicide Squad. It was just funny because he kept going, that wasn't good enough. And he kept trying the entrance over again and more elaborate. <laughs> um, it was pretty funny. But he did a whole bit where he's like, yeah, like Jimmy's talking about like, oh, yeah, the uh, like, it's crazy. Like the movie's good. But I'm like watching you. And I'm like, only Will Smith would know how to like run around on top of cars and shoot people. I'd be like, what's, what's going on? Where do I shoot? but like will was talking about like yeah yeah i mean i'm like you know i've done this a bunch of times like i've had a bunch of big movies and stuff whatever this ain't nothing whatever it's just another mm-hmm. big movie it's just a movie and then he's like and then the batmobile came around the corner and i was like no! <laughs> <laughs> like he's fanning himself and he's like batman jumps out of the batmobile and i'm like ben can you sign this for me <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got to have their moment will <laughs> i mean hey look you made it pretty far i mean you're on set you're the you're the you're starring in how many movies is this for you what number of dozens you seem to be holding it together pretty well took the batmobile to really rock you that's yeah not bad yeah you know i i've i've given will smith some shit on this show just because he's always will smith but damn it he's won me over with a charm the last few days <laughs> That, see that that's always been the defining problem you've you've always thought well he's just always playing will smith like maybe with an accent maybe he's sad that day but he's always will smith and i always thought yeah but i like will smith <laughs> so <laughs> it's fine <laughs> you know it's uh, it's just one of those things where it's like the where the actor overpowers the character like, yeah you know how you 
kind of rather, you know, an unknown take a character. Yeah, for me, this but is like I guess Will in Smith the case of Deadshot. Deadshot. I'll be, that's fine. Yeah, I guess in the case of Deadshot, it's okay since the character is so relatively unknown. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, every now and then they're going to kind of call him Laudan, and I'll be like, who's that? Oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm right. following you now. I'm following. Right, and you know, they did like a Twitter thing where they mm. were like answering questions from Twitter, and someone actually, and most of them were like fluffy, stupid questions, and so was this, but it was funny. Or like, I don't remember exactly how he said it, but uh, he and Margot Robbie were answering the question uh, why he didn't, of why he didn't do a uh, a song for Suicide Squad like he has in the for movies in the past, mm-hmm. and Mar- Margot Robbie's like, yeah, you know, like Wild Wild West classic. Men in Black classic. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you do one for us? And he's like, Psh, you know, like what had happened was like I was at the thing and I did it at the I yeah I recorded it at the thing, but then the you know the Who's didn't didn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> like he said it like something weird like that. Like it was just like clearly he was playing up the fact that he was just making up some bullshit. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. It it cracked me up and I was like, damn it, Will Smith, charming me. Making me all part of your team again. He's won the rest of America, Dave. Fall in line. I'm going to go listen to Big Willie style again. There you go. <laughs> Something worse. Speaking of which, they had a... <laughs> yeah. They, they did a uh, like a Suicide Squad block party in Miami, and his ass came out and sang Miami. Yeah, I saw that. I actually went back and watched that one. Well, you jackass. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you charm Miami as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, hey man, the '90s nostalgia train keeps barreling on. You know, the other day, like my alarm clock went off, and "Summertime" by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince was on, and I was like, God, I haven't heard that song in like 20 years. That's a minute. That's a minute. Like, why? Yeah, like why? It was like a new, like a rock station that plays like, or like a station that plays a lot of new hits and stuff, and uh, to get me up and make me angry, so I'll actually wake up. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, "Why are you playing Summertime?" Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna sleep right through that. It's pleasant. <laughs> I did. I was like, "Oh yeah, you." I remember, I remember you. you. I had you on a cassette tape. <laughs> My folks threw it out because parents just don't understand. But yeah. boom, and it was a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point they must have looked and gone we don't have anything that can even play this anymore right <laughs> so anyway uh so they have and i don't know who did this it may have been Ayer, it may have been leto i don't know i'm losing track quickly of all these people who are releasing stuff from suicide squad but uh a video was, was released that actually showed us um more of harley quinn's classic original costume um, it looks like there's like it's on a mannequin inside of like Joker's lair where he has all the knives on the floor. Mm-hmm. There was even a bit where you like they showed her actually pulling the costume out of the trunk or out of the crate um, and like hugging it <laughs> like during the scene where she gets dressed. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That is neat. That'd be a cool nod without actually having to do something as goofy as that thing would look on screen in this movie. I think it would look good. I do. I don't know. I'm on record. I don't I'm know. on record, man. I, I think it would come off strange. There were a lot of in-between designs that I thought would make a lot more sense. I thought they'd go with something a little more Arkhamish, but uh, Hot Pants mm. won the day. Hot Pants won the day. Um, eh, whatever. Um, apparently that was what she like. She actually talked about how she had a hand in creating that look. So yeah, I think she had okay. a, a hand in extending the short length a little bit too. I got got to a point where it was getting a little righty, I suppose. Oh, she definitely said she like she was in she was really on board about the shoes, 
until uh-huh. she actually wore them for a whole day, and then she really regretted talking them into those shoes. <laughs> so, yeah. Poor thing. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Be strong. Um, so this. So you want to talk about this actual final big trailer that they put out? They've thrown out clips and all sorts of stuff, and I've watched them all and still don't know a whole lot. Yeah, I, I, didn't, um, I don't know how much I can actually talk about it, other than, you know, we it's it's like the other two trailers. We watched them all. We thought they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, okay, I really enjoy the, the uh, like, Waller discussing the... Uh, "Quote unquote meta humans of the Bible." Yeah, um, <laughs> like Samson, Sam- and uh, Samson. Yeah, Samson and, and then Goliath. Um, it actually makes me wonder if like the bad guy is going to be more of a an old school like mythic villain. I mean, we're talking about a lot of magic here. I'm just wondering if we're going to like see more mystical villains. Like you know, I don't know. I'm just wondering if it's going to be someone like biblical or something. All right. It sure as hell might be. I mean, that swirling string of lit garbage in the sky did not look terrestrial. Mm, no. And, you know, no. I, I, I do take it back. There's one interesting thing that happened. Uh, just it's, it's like the first thing in the trailer. Everything else is just, uh, it's really cool, but I don't know what to do with it yet. I need it in the context mm. of the rest of this film. By the way, I need the rest of this film now, like right now. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> being that I can't have that. Um, Deadshot talking early on uh, in the film about how, or the, in the bar scene about, hey, we tried. I actually yeah. had a feeling that was more like a pit stop before they went and did that. You know, whatever it is they're out to do. I, I, yeah, I think they that's going to be at the end of the second act. That's what it, lo- that's actual, what it looks like, yeah. yeah. The, the regroup, the darkest before the dawn period. I like that they gave us that much, and they, didn't, and they weren't worried about it. They were just like, yeah, let's just actually have this. And it was a good speech, and he did a good job with it. Another yeah. damn moment of Will Smith charming the pants off of me. Was it? Don't forget, um, we're the patsies. Yeah, for the first time, that line made sense to me outside of just being a tagline for a movie. Yeah. And I was okay with it. Um, yeah. Did you also like Triangle Bitch? <laughs> I did. That was pretty good. <laughs> I, I did. I liked that. Um, oh, and uh, know, another, a, thing in, another thing in the bar scene is, man, I mean, I know it's. it feels like it's just a... It feels like we already know this for sure, but Slipknot's in, not in mm. that bar anywhere. <laughs> I didn't see him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that. I'm pretty sure he's headless somewhere. <laughs> it keeps it keeps seeming like he harpoons away or whatever that is, and Flag goes. Yeah. I, I feel like it's gonna be as simple as Flag saying like "come back," and then he tries to run away. Last warning, click. Yeah. <laughs> or Flag doesn't seem like he might even give him that much rope. Just click. Told him not to run away. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't notice that <laughs> Slipknot wasn't hanging out with the game. Oh, yeah, most of the clips where they have power shots, too, he is not available. <laughs> um, digging digging the uh, the extra Amanda Waller stuff. Yeah. I'm digging the, uh, I'm just, uh, the Enchantress stuff. All of us is just yeah. looking awesome. And t- to be honest, I've, I've seen so many clips now, I'm not sure what's in this trailer and what's not anymore. <laughs> And there were um, all the little one-minute guys. It's just—it's gotten to be. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, I just—I just want to do it now. Let's go ahead and watch it. Like, which we're gonna be seeing it in like three days. So. Yeah. Whew. And we'll be—we will be coming back with a uh, with a podcast review. That is true. As soon this as we see time it. Time for us when we're recording this time. Uh, let's see. The movie starts at like six thirty, I think. So. Mm-hmm. And it's eight thirty our time right now. So about this time we'll have lost Slipknot and probably be hanging out in the bar listening to that speech. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> yep. Um, so anyway, moving on from the trailer, I guess. Unless you had anything else that was that was in there that you really wanted to talk about? No, no. We're all just excited. We all okay. Know yeah, I, I, I'm very excited to find out who this adversary is. Yeah, um, I'm really impressed they've kept it uh, DL this this long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like to me, there's so there are so many like like DC has never really shied away from from like just attacking the pantheon of religion as well so you could really go like we have a heaven and hell in in dc lore mm-hmm. we have you know fallen angels superman fought an angel like hell there was a fallen angel that was on the justice league zariel zariel yeah um so i don't know like all of these all of these movies so far seem to be playing into that notion like i don't know the the I don't know, Moses slash Christ imagery with Man of Steel. Then we had like more religious stuff, you know, in Batman v Superman. And what if we actually have like a fallen angel or something? I kind of want it. I kind of <laughs> do. It'd be a nice, like, it'd be a nice push into like stuff like, you know, Constantine and, and Justice League Dark and all of that shit. Uh, ah, just, just give me sci-fi and religion and everything and superheroes, <laughs> all of it. Greek mythology from we have zeus zeus is real just i kind of want it all <laughs> yeah and the, the idea that they would be embracing all of that makes me happy um so anyway uh david ayer is saying that the eyes of the adversary came to him in a dream okay yeah he said he like he didn't they were trying to figure out like what these villains were going to be that the squad was going to be facing <laughs> he had a dream with uh these he says it was a uh a black pool of liquid with a human shape rising out of it, all shiny and covered with liquid. Cool. Uh, he said that he thought that they were covered in frog spawn, a frog spawn-like substance, and then he realized that he was they were covered in eyes. So he just like went in and drew the creatures, and that's what they became. Like They just pretty much took it from his drawings. I mean, that's what it's looked like when we've seen still frames of it. It's just mm-hmm. a, a weird kind of almost wooden-ish creature with a bunch of eyes. Uh-huh. I don't know what the hell uh-huh. these things are. Little yeah. Despero babies? <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, David Ayer has also like on that during that Twitter Q and A, he said that he originally had King Shark in mind, but wound up thinking that it was going to be way too much CGI and swapped him out for Killer Croc. Yeah, I mean that's fine. I really don't care which one it is between the two. I've got my King Shark. He's over on the Flash. Mm-hmm. And he's looking magnificent. Um, He did officially put the kibosh, by the way, on the Robin is Joker rumor. Yeah, yeah. I have so. heard, uh, I've, I've heard he tried to cut that one down. And then people still went, no, I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'll wait to see the movie before I officially put him in Guggenheim status. Right. He does. He gets immediately um, gooned if, if he bold-faced lied about that. Yeah, no, he... David Ayer did a an interview with Rolling Stone, and pretty much every question on there I've had him, I've heard him uh, pretty much answer everywhere, <laughs> except for one, and that's the one I'll I'll talk about because we've covered all that other shit. Mm-hmm. They asked him how did the negative critical reaction to Batman v Superman affect you, given that you were working on the next story from that universe. He said, "I think everyone just kind of took a beat back and said, okay, this is for real.'" <laughs> But I mean, I got to make the movie I wanted to make. <laughs> so. I mean, he wanted to make a, a fun movie anyway, and that was the major criticism. Yeah. It wasn't fun enough. So, um, I, I mean, carry on. 
David, carry on. Yeah, I, I just I kind of enjoy that response. And that, okay, that's been corroborated though oh, by uh, sure. by Snyder, who kind of mentioned it's uh, that when he started seeing the reviews come in, he kind of went. I mean, he made like mouth noises during the interview, going, mm, "Ah, it, mm. he wasn't expecting that." Yeah, they all they all took a moment, came into work <laughs> real sober the next day. Yeah. So Margot Robbie learned to hold her breath for five minutes underwater. I saw that. That was impressive. Yeah. That's cool, man. They went balls to the wall in this movie. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. uh, Jai Courtney was talking about doing boomerang prep. Mm-hmm. And uh, like <laughs> David Ayer told him to f- find your inner shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so that night I happened to eat some mushrooms and I did self-inflict some cigarette burns. Like he was burning himself with cigarettes after eating mushrooms. <laughs> well researched. <laughs> I guess so. Um, I, David Ayer apparently also had uh, Adewale Akinawa Agbaji listen to audio recordings of the Japanese cannibal killer Issei Sagawa, Sagawa, I don't know, and told Joel Kinnaman to watch graphic military videos that Kinnaman described as, quote, horrific shit. Yeah, yeah. Sagawa's actually a national like celebrity. It's weird. He, um, mm. His dad got him out of trouble. His dad was a diplomat and got him out of trouble, essentially. So he, he, he went in for far less than he should have for eating a person mm-hmm. after cold-blooded first degree. <laughs> it was yeah. it was a weird situation. And then he became like some weird celebrity thing. Like People buy his paintings. Uh, it's, it's, it's strange. <laughs> well, you know. I learned the other day that people apparently buy John Wayne Gacy's art. So uh, like for fifteen twenty five thousand a pop. I, don't, I mean, yeah. It's just a weird world. People wanted to marry Ted That's, Bundy. While he, they, well, they brought posters to his trial saying, marry me. Well, I've, yeah, I mean, you know, I've heard of people buying Hitler's art. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange time. Well, back Charlie to Manson fiction. was actually pretty good. Charlie Manson was a good musician. I don't know what to, I don't know what to say about this. Songs were cheerful. I don't know what to do. <laughs> they were fine. All right. Um, so I have to, at this point, warn that spoilers might be a coming. Uh-huh. And I have a question for you, Jason. Uh-huh. If it was in a press kit, does that can we talk about it? Um, to what extent in the press kit? Like the stuff they've released just to the press, or the stuff they released as a public, like a, like a press press release? Well, see, I couldn't find an actual like. I don't know if it was released to the public or if the media just released it to us. Mm-hmm. But um, well, then the uh, secondary question is, what media released it? Was it a trustworthy set of medias, or did I now get a hold of this? I, I mean, no, it's it's trustworthy. It's there. Who who released it? I don't remember. I don't no. remember who actually released it as far as... <laughs> I mean, if it's like Entertainment it Weekly released. or something, I, what are you going to do? It's out. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've actually had interviews that are talking about it at this point. Uh, I'd have to say it's out there, but... And I, okay. don't, I don't know what you're going to say either, so this might be one of those times where we set a clock here and, and I go, all right, that's 60 seconds. Just hit forward like three or six times or whatever your forward thing is. Mm-hmm. You want, you want me, to, all you right. me to time you and I'll just cut you off when the time comes? Uh, Sure. Whenever you're ready. All right. Spoilers right now. So the press kit says the Flash is in Suicide Squad. Mm, yeah. And Jai Courtney, Jai Courtney didn't even realize that it was happening while he was filming it, but now thinks back on it and goes, oh, yeah, I should have figured that one out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those were some crazy shots they're having me do. <laughs> should have cut down on the uh, mushrooms which- that day. Uh, someone else looking at that giant uh, trailer they released kind of looked at it and went, hey, look at that lightning. I bet that's the Flash, like, two days before they actually released yeah. the uh, the press kit. Yeah. So I don't know. If I you know spoiled some stuff for you, I'm sorry. 
Ben Affleck's not on the list, though. But Will Smith has act- actively said that Ben Affleck is in this thing as Batman, so I don't know what the hell's We've happening. seen at least footage of somebody in a Batman costume. If it's a stand-in or something, that'd be a different thing. But Well, yeah, I was wondering if that was the case, but we've also seen pictures of Ben Affleck in the movie. Like, and we're at 60 on seconds. Set. Anyway. We so. have hit the- Welcome back, anyone who didn't want to be spoiled. It's not that big a deal. Hey. I mean, it's just that <laughs> the, the main villain is the Ten-Eyed Man. Wouldn't that be awesome if that was true? Wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) With a sidebar of crazy quilt. All right. So uh, I don't think this is a a spoiler, but it has been confirmed that there is a mid-credits scene in Suicide Squad. Okay. So... I always look it up now before I go in. I mean, there are Mm -hmm. several websites that Mm -hmm. do this for you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just safer. All right. Uh, moving on. That was our last Suicide Squad news. Pre-movie. Until the movie, yeah. Now the next news will just Um, be how much we loved it. Or how insanely disappointed we were. Because we (laughs) thought we were going to love it so much. Right. I think the first Um, one. I hope the first one. I have faith. They'd have to screw it up royally. Wouldn't they? All these trailers have been amazing. Of course, (laughs) we've barely been shown anything, so. I know. I don't want to be leaving going, I miss the trailers. (laughs) I miss the trailers. I'm going to watch the trailers Um, again. <laughs> Speaking of trailers, the Wonder Woman trailer. I I don't have a lot to add to it other than what we said the other day, though. Um, I know there's some breakdowns with some extra stuff. I wanted to know who the crack-faced woman yeah. was. I don't know. And I couldn't really find anything. It didn't jog, didn't jog but, my memory um, at all. I got nothing. Some somebody. Should, yeah, I I haven't. Um, yeah, I I don't think that's anybody that we know, or if it is, they didn't have a crack face mask it's, it was a weird um, it was a weird shot it's clearly meaningful but i mean to... well okay back then though they didn't really have prosthetics and i've seen the theory floating about that it might be like just a woman who was harmed during the war oh and had like a prosthetic made you know because back then they would have like these like ceramic yeah uh masks yeah I've, I've seen like ceramic noses for people with syphilis and stuff like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it might be that um it is it's a jarring image um i've also seen the theory floated around that and it makes sense i don't know why i didn't think about it but um i've seen the theory floated that the general the german general or whatever it looks like she's about to try to go assassinate with that badass sword mm-hmm. is actually air is actually Ares in human form uh you know that- just poking along that would make sense. I mean, it would fit in Making with some the of the war. stuff we'd heard about her movie like a year ago when people were mm-hmm. possibly irresponsibly releasing synopses. <laughs> um, and yeah. it would a movie but, like yeah. a movie with her, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Aries at all. Right, I wouldn't either. That'd be fine. That'd be awesome. Um, so far, everything about this trailer is awesome, though. As far as I'm concerned, I I love the very Zack Snyder esque shots of the uh, the Amazonians like fighting, like jumping around with bows and arrows and shit. Mm-hmm. That looks just that's just amazing. Oh yeah, the the um, shot of her coming over the, the of coming over the hill backwards, you know, mm-hmm. bow already uh, lined up was uh, phenomenal. That that reeked of mm-hmm. of three hundred and such. Action scenes look like they're going to be just as good as anything we expect out of this franchise right now. Um, Pine looks like he's bringing the humor. He's got the good, the good quips down. The, yeah. The great reactions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just it looks. She pretty uh, damn. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm just excited. She looks like a card carrying badass, and uh, I want to watch her movie now. And her armor skirt, whatever it's called, is so blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that make up for your eyes? <laughs> mm. Nothing to make up for those eyes. I know, but. You get what you get. Nah. 
get what you get. Uh, the lasso uh, yeah. looks fantastic too, by the way. I, look, I love the glow they've got going on in this thing. Yes, yes. Um, especially since like the scene that they're in is kind of drab. Like yeah, that setting yeah. that they're in is pretty gray. It's just a and gray ass have, like, war, you know. Yeah, to have that outfit being as colorful as it is, and we'd heard uh, you know uh, reports and whatnot that they'd you know colored it up a little bit, shined it up. Um, man, it just looks amazing. Like her, like deflecting that mortar shell with yeah. her shield, yeah. like just. Or just the shot of her standing there under the barrage with the shield was uh, was also good. And um, wait, Pine's not the only one bringing the funny. There's there's Lucy Davis in there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's good stuff, too. Yeah. Do it old school where she gets it. out there and fights with her, you know? Yeah. I, you know, fingers crossed, even though if they do it like they did in the comics, it might be a little dumb. It, or really dumb. Oh, it could be so, so dumb. <laughs> but I don't think they're going to make it dumb. Yeah. You know, I uh, I saw a meme floating around that was like uh showing her in the trenches or whatever like being shot at with her shield up and it was like it said uh it said this area was called no man's land she is no man i don't know it was, made me laugh but yeah she's badass oh yeah all right so the thing we didn't get to talk about last week came out just just freaking justice league trailer recording like we we pulled it we, we kind of pulled in the reins on the recording. I looked up and went, Dave, Dave, Dave. Yeah. It's out. <laughs> it's here. So we have this bleak as hell, uh, this bleak as hell, like fishing town, it looks like, with some of the roughest looking seafarers I've ever seen. And Bruce Wayne talking about this cat who comes from the sea and brings fish to people in the wintertime. On the king and that he tide. comes on the king tide. Yeah. I know king tide is a real thing, but that's awesome that it's the king tide. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, Momoa looks just damaging. Yeah. He just, he looks like a, just, uh, he's a beast, man. Oh, yeah. The shot of him with the wall of water, I'm still trying to figure out how they did that. Because that, like, did they just make a steel cutout and, like, bolt it to the rocks? Because <laughs> a wall of water like that know. should just... Humble you like a disused chew toy. Mm-hmm. But it makes her a great I don't know, shot. Maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't feel it because he was drinking. Yeah. By the way, when he, when he's like chugging that booze mm-hmm. and throws the bottle down, I'm like sitting there going, "Dude, there's like a shot and a half still in that bottle. What is wrong with you?" <laughs> it's a dead soldier, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> I really love this trailer. It's not. They're not going to call it a trailer, but I really love it. Um. Dude, well, Icky they, Thump. They have it playing in the background. They have it listed badass. as the official uh, Comic Con trailer, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I uh, I hadn't heard Icky, Icky Thump in a while, and as soon as the oh, this is gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be good. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch shit probably because like music elitists are always like white stripes. Why would you like that? I know. It was funny. Like when um, they first came out, the musical elitists were on their side. It was at all. You know, you, yeah, it was weird. You live long enough, you become the villain. And that's some movie that said that. <laughs> some movie. So I loved how they contrasted like the the yes and no candidates here. Yeah. Like I love that like we see Aquaman, who's just not at all interested in doing anything like this. No, I mean he like, he physically assaults you know. Bruce. Um. <laughs> well, Bruce is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if it's before or after. I think it's before he says, "I hear you can talk to fish." I think it's. I, I think it's before I think he does he that. He says that and him. then gets slammed on the wall. What do you think? Is it the other way around? I think. Yeah, I think it was the other way around. It looked like he was actively holding him against the wall. 
when he goes Arthur Curry, and then like the the, the guitar goes. Yeah, it is. It's shot from the same side, so yeah. it does look like he was against the wall already. So he talked himself down off the wall somewhere, and then still smirks at him after this yeah, guy with with uh, this guy who's just let us not forget really really strong slams him up against the wall, and he's like, ah, it, it happened to me like last month with Superman. You got to bring it a little more, a little more than that, buddy. Yeah. Why don't you try yeah. flying me up a few hundred feet and dropping me? Then we'll talk. <laughs> but man, Ben Affleck's version of Batman, I am enjoying so far. I am enjoying so much that I think you know. Even though, yes, Kevin Conroy will always be my Batman, mm-hmm. dude. Ben's like he's a contender. Your live action Batman, at least, right? Well, I mean, even like the way that they're portraying him as being such the jackass, like the Paul Dini. Conroy Batman had that to some degree and I think we're going to see that or we're, I know we're going to see that more in this Justice League action cartoon that's going to be coming up but um you know the, like Ben's just I hear you can talk to fish like he's such a dick yeah I don't know and I really dig it just, I just fearless <laughs> I'm, I'm loving that part too absolutely fearless yeah and yeah. there there is um, by the way going to be a little bit of a little bit of humor around here I mean even Wonder Woman and Bruce have a a, a scene that's at least you know worth a chuckle oh sure absolutely yeah like is he with us more or less <laughs> more more or more or less probably more or less he said no he said no more or less he said no <laughs> and then um, so far everything ezra miller's done has been at least at least fun to watch i i don't know i mean i don't even know if mm-hmm. there's no need to make him i mean what do we need to do to like just let him play he can just be funny yeah. for the whole film and that's gonna be fine with me I don't need like yeah. a, a a big heart moment so much for him. Like, hey, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a couple of moments for everybody here and there, but I don't need that moment with him. He just sounds like he's going to be fun, and he's yeah. got his own and, movie you know, coming. Johns, plenty of time for that. They were talking about it at the Comic Con how uh, how Flash moves so fast all the time that he normally doesn't hear anyone. He's he's very lonely. Yeah. So like that's I I kind of dig that take on it, man. Like I haven't really ever thought about it, honestly. I forget um, where I ran across the concept, but I had I've seen somebody explore that before. Where like yeah, he especially when he's doing his patrols around the city. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he can patrol the entire city in a few minutes, like mm-hmm. nook to cranny and back again. But you do that several times a day, looking for Captain Cold and whatever the hell Mirror Master's up to these days. And after a while, you realize that you've <laughs> spent hours of your day in complete silence not even getting to watch someone's motions you don't even get to watch humans like act and move like real humans it's just a world full of statues you might as well live in a glass menagerie yeah, yeah. by the way um captain boomerang jai courtney is saying that he wants to be in the flash movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in the comics he was you know one, supposed to be his bad guy one of the so. rogues gallery <laughs> let him in i like i like how they're all just like yes please more please <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, this Justice League trailer, I love the, I do, I love the contrast between Barry just, yes, I need friends, and, and Arthur just, be, just throwing Batman up against a wall. Yeah. Um, I, I love uh, Wally's, God, Barry's uh, apartment. Um, all the books, because he can speed read, obviously. Yeah. Like, all the books, all the monitors. Uh, did you notice that on one of the monitors, Rick and Morty was playing? I did not. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's actually the X gonna give it to you scene where uh, from Needful Things uh-huh. when, he, when he and Summer are about to go fight the devil. Of course, and uh, the pump up scene at the end. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but he also has a monitor that's like showing uh, like wind resistance simulations. I saw like that one. His suit. Yeah, he's he's still. He looks like he's designing the suit. Oh yeah, I'll be damned. They're beating up the devil in the background there. I just paused it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and <laughs> that's great. and he has finger like Flash has his costume. He has fingerless gloves, just like Rick and Summer are wearing during that scene. <laughs> that's that's where he draws his real inspiration. <laughs> Maybe. God, wait for him to see the Deadpool movie. He's really gonna love that song, right? Um, did you hear the? Did you hear the, what the uh, like Grant Gustin was shown the uh, the Ezra Miller Flash costume? He was like, "Oh man, I haven't gotten to see it yet. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> I knew it was gonna look more like Injustice, but that's sick. That's great." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've started. Uh, the more and more I think about them being separate universes, the more uh, we were all pissed at first and. The more I've gotten used to the idea that, no, seriously, these are going to be separate universes. I, I keep thinking of it now mm-hmm. as like, no, we've got like three universes. The animated films, and arguably there's some crossover here and there, but the animated films mm-hmm. get to do their own thing. They can reset every few years, and nobody gives a damn. We just get to watch a new take on something. Yeah. Um, like, they can start doing rebirth stories here in the next few years, and that'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, or, hell, they could just do <laughs> do rebirth. It's an 80-page book. They've got plenty of stuff in there. Um Right. Yeah, like we've got that, we've got our TV universe and now we have a movie universe. I'm 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 liking that. I'm I'm starting to get more comfortable with that being more of a blessing than a curse. Yeah, I you know, look, in a few years and like 10 years or so, all these shows are going to be off the air or close to being off the air. I mean, they might run, you know, who knows. 12, 13 seasons like Supernatural and Smallville, who right. knows. But you know, I I think the best way to like after you end those things out, and I don't know how you how else you go about, you know, do, like, upping the ante other than doing like a crisis on infinite earths and just having all those cats running around together i really don't know how you do it <laughs> just go ahead and do I, that movie I, please thank you if justice um, league one and two go really well they'll announce one in like you know 20 this is my hope obviously that announce mm-hmm. one for like 2024 it's like justice league mm-hmm. unnamed and then in like 2023 you, you realize it's like justice league crisis <gasps> you start seeing pictures <laughs> of of amel over at a uh over at a gym in London training. <laughs> yeah. Is that, Gosh. Is that, that's Gustin's leg behind him. I know it's... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, anything else on this trailer, on this Justice League trailer? Like, I, it's no, not I, a proper trailer. No, just fantastic. Oh, I you know just, what? I could um, say how much I loved it for a long time, but that won't do us any good. Yeah. You know, I was thinking is the... Uh, when I was watching it, it looks like they're in a uh, that Bruce and um, Diana are are in like that flying fox ship because mm-hmm. there's like a monitor again with rin- wind resistance against this thing, this giant ship looking thing, mm-hmm. and uh, the reporters all talked about the flying fox. By the way, I had, would that be after Lucius? Was what now? Would that be named after Lucius? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I uh. mean. I I don't know of any mythical creatures that were flying foxes, unless maybe he was just a big fan <laughs> of like the the Star Fox franchise on Nintendo. Right. <laughs> I just played a lot of Crash Bandicoot. Oh man. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. They uh, put out high res photo uh, photos of the logos for all the Justice League members. Mm-hmm. Um, looks pretty badass. Oh, also, um, they put out a big team photo, and Superman was in it. So cool. Stop crying, whiners. The one thing Superman's missing there. so far from this trailer is is the reappearance. <laughs> right. I was glad that they didn't have. It. What did you think of Cyborg? I thought he was a little iffy. I thought he looked great. Um, See, I, th- I didn't it, think he, he looked that great. No, I liked him. Um, 
And he was, let's face it, going to be the hardest. Uh, it, visually, he's yeah. a nightmare. Um, yeah. Yeah, though. I, I, I just... The only thing I had a problem with at all with him was, um, and I, you know, just it's a couple minutes trailer. We didn't have time for it. Is he shows up and he's working with him, and I don't really know what the story is there. Everybody else gets a little bit of a recruit scene, but he just kind of he's just there suddenly. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like two minutes of film. We got plenty of time here, guys. Well, yeah, yeah. For now, it was enough to kind of look at him and go, "Ooh." If they had thrown him in too much, I think it would have been uh, it would have messed up the the contrast between Aquaman and Flash. Well, unless they had him as a neutral, where there's an appropriate amount of struggle before he decides mm-hmm. to do it. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. He he approaches him. He says, that sounds like a good idea. I have one demand. It's a reasonable demand. All right. <laughs> Go team. All right. Um, okay. Oh, he so... does get one of the coolest back and forths in the, in the trailer, though. The last line, well, before yeah. talking to fish. I didn't think you were real. I'm real when it, what is it? I'm real when I need to be, or? Uh, it's, uh, I'm real when it's useful. That's it. It's a good line. It's a good line. I feel kind of odd because I totally want to just go and hug all of them. What is wrong with me? Why do I want to hug all the Justice League members? Uh, they finally look. <laughs> they're finally all on screen together, and they actually look pretty good. This is yeah. This is uh, it's a dream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Lego Batman. They released the Lego Batman trailer. <laughs> I'll let you go first. What do you? What did you think, man? Looked funny. Shit. What do you want? It's gonna be like everything else. That, I see. I um, will our not touches. Yeah, see... Won't last very long. It'll be funny. funny. I didn't find anything in it funny. I liked it. I kind of was really disappointed with it, (laughs) honestly. Like, I heard everyone was like, this is hilarious. And I'm like... You were expecting uh, just, like, belly laughs or something? Yeah. I was expecting it to be funny. You poor thing. (laughs) Like, you know, I wasn't expecting, you know, reggae man. Oh, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, off the pants. You know you're gonna watch the whole thing. You'll have you'll have more more time. Oh, I'll watch it. I'll watch it, and hopefully I'll like it. Like I've just heard everyone talking about how funny this trailer is, and I just I've watched it a few times. I just I haven't gotten into it yet. Um, I, some of the concepts are kind of funny. I did kind of chuckle when Alfred was like, "No, you're gonna stop being Batman. You're gonna raise your son." By what now? <laughs> <laughs> the kid you adopted. Oh. I, I was being sarcastic. I, okay. Um, that was kind of funny. Um, I just, I feel like I haven't been given too much more. Like kinda, some of the jokes were lame. I don't know. Uh, maybe You'll I'm just a there. jackass. You'll get I really there. wanted to like it. I wanted Sorry. to like it. It's a Lego movie. I, There's going to be a, a certain amount of humor here. That's just, I think before I got that. to see it, everyone was saying it was so funny that I think by the time I actually saw it, or I got to see it, I was just like, really? This is what was so funny? And also, I loved the Lego movie. Um, the humor in it, anyway. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was just expecting too much. Ah, mm. I, think I think it'll work for you when the time comes. Hope so. We've seen many a bad trailer. <laughs> Over on The Flash, uh, Kiersey oh, Clemens. Hmm? TV. No, nope, no, still not movies. TV. Wow. We're finally getting Flash news then, huh? Okay. Yep. Kiersey Clemens has been confirmed as Iris West. Ah, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, she was the uh, the girl that was in Dope, which was Rick Famuyiwa's other his last big movie. So yeah, um, over in the Batman news, Ben Affleck has been, as we all know, he's yes, he's confirmed as directing the Batman solo movie. Uh, Jared Leto is saying he wants to play the Joker again. Yeah, so he's hoping Suicide Squad is an opening for that, and maybe doing like Batman versus Joker. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. We all um, want that movie. We know that. Oh yes, yes. Uh, so apparently Ben, while at SDCC on the pan- on the stage, he took a picture of the crowd, um, and he says, "This is kind of nerdy, but this is a big deal in my life. 
this is never going to happen again. And Conan said, I think this may happen for you again. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Uh, He also said um, doing Batman is like taking on a great play and doing it in a way that's never been done. So that's cool. I just looking forward to whatever they're doing. Yeah. All right. It looks like we're we're actually now on to TV. Oh, we are on to TV. Okay. Now TV. we are. Woo. Now we are. All right. So to Gotham, not much in the way. Like none of these shows had much in the way of an actual trailer for the new season. Um, mostly sizzle reel from last season. We did get some shots from the Gotham trailer of uh, what appears to be a Talon. He's wearing one of those fancy old Victorian owl masks that I don't care for. Um, <laughs> I like the Capullo masks. Yeah. Well, those um, are a little more sinister. This one's just kind of, um, nah. It, it looks mm. goofy <laughs> a little bit. Right. I'm going to be impressed if they make me fear that mask. Yeah. I mean, from what I saw, it looks like he's like running around stabbing an Alfred in, the, in Wayne Manor, so, you know. Yeah. He kind of just looks like a dude. Just a dude. Like, he's just in, you know, like a black turtleneck and pants with that mask. Well, that's how I'm they like, start out, though, in Gotham. You know, st- stuff yeah. gets, you so, know, uh, kind of off the ground pretty, you know, minimally. Not everyone gets an Azrael suit right out the back. I want it, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, they were asked, they asked uh, Corey Michael Smith, uh, will we be surprised at what happens to you this season? He says, I think you will be. First thing is that I'm still in Arkham and I got to figure out how to get out. Once it happens, then the fun begins. Uh, yeah. uh, Marina Baccarin is asked, will you, uh, will we see you in season three? She says, right away. I come in in the very first episode and we are in different places, Jim and Leslie. She's with someone else, which he sees right away. They fight a long uphill battle. So let's see if they can make it. Poor Butch. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he was, uh, uh, well, he, Butch says at the start of season three, Butch is back with Penguin and that dynamic duo is up to no good. He and Tabitha have split. Sad sack. Love torn Butch's back. <laughs> he says, I think the writers just love messing <sighs> with Butch. There's a real cool yeah. storyline that's happening with Penguin that mimics real life, like what's happening in this country. We'll see how long that relation between Butch and Penguin lasts. All right. I mean, I, I admit, though, one of the scenes we liked most, uh, kind of ending last uh, season, was when. Uh, but it, it, in it, Tigress that gets banged up uh-huh. there for a second. Uh huh. He's just he just wants her back. Yeah, he's just. I gotta admit, himself. he he's when he's got when he you know when he wants to do some heart, he can do it. Mm-hmm. Freely admit. So, uh, writer John Stevens was asked in the Flash TV show, multiverses have been introduced, and that has combined DC characters with crossovers. Uh, in your mind, does the Flash exist in Gotham? John Stevens says, in our world, I'm sure he exists, but we will never see him. I'm sure he's out there. Okay, fine. Jerk. <laughs> ruin our fun um cameron bikendova is that how you say her name sure selena uh talks a little bit about the role reversal for ivy and selena she's saying uh, poison ivy will be introduced she's five years older than the ivy that we have known and the relationship between ivy and selena will be reversed um you know seeing how uh, seeing as how uh, selena has always been kind of like the big sister character mm-hmm. yeah hmm Here's I'm the still, most interesting I'm thing to me. Very dubious about this extra Isley me too. happening. So uh, I'm just going to reserve judgment for about, I don't know, at least three more months. Yeah. Um, they're saying that, uh, okay. They're saying that Gotham is taking place six months after the, uh, 
the last season. Mm-hmm. The monsters are out there. Jim Gordon is a bounty hunter, Ben McKenzie says. Cool, he, actually. He is taking them out and getting paid to do so. Michael Chiklis had this to say, and I'm really interested in this. He says, man, bad things are on the horizon for Barnes. He says something really terrible is going to happen to him. <laughs> and it's going to change him... Uh, I don't know how to say that word. Inexorably? Inexorably. Is that right? Okay. Inexorably. Why can't I say words anymore? <laughs> We're tired. So there's some really cool stuff coming up for my guy. It's actually the reason I took the job. So they already had this planned out. This mm-hmm. is a guy who is a zealot of law and order. He's horrified. It's driving him a little crazy. He's really strident, unyielding, and unbendable, and something's going to break. All right. I can get down with that. Right? Yeah. All right. You want to jump I'm over to Supergirl? On, I'm still digging on Gordon being a bounty hunter. That's Yeah, me too. It, it took me a minute I, to get I, over I, that. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Whew. All right, so uh, on to Supergirl. With the DC TV shows, with the CW DC TV shows, uh, I found a really cool uh, just checklist of, of news that we found out, so that's what I'm going to be going by. I will uh, put a link to it in the uh, in the descriptions. Uh, so uh, we, are, we should expect Clark and Kara to butt heads as Season 2 begins. Because they have different views on their powers and what it means to be a hero. Um, Sarah Schechter said there's some real... She's an executive producer for the show. Says there's some real headbutting and philosophical approaches that are different. We'll get into all of that. She also said there's nothing more complicated than being a 13-year-old girl on any planet. So to be 13 and to lose everyone you know and everything... I mean, she's a refugee and she has the depths of her backstory. Clark grew up here. He was a baby here. For him, the tragedy is that he doesn't have any memories of that planet or where he's, or of where he's from. But she does, and I think it informs her in a really interesting way. Looking for where she fits in is a very complicated question. And so having Clark on this year, he's the only family she has left. Uh, it just gives us a different window into Kara and, frankly, into Clark. A Superman that people haven't met before as a Superman who has Supergirl in his life. So I think it's fun to see both of them. Um, let's see. When asked why it was the right time to bring Superman in, she said this show is about family and it's about the family that you make as an adult and this family that's come together. And then it's also about the family you came from. And we have Clark to represent that family. Okay. She says she's very excited. Schechter says she's extremely excited about the series move to the CW and what that move means for uh, the show's abilities to cross over with the network's three other superhero shows. Uh, apparently, Containment's Chris Wood. We we said that he was going to be playing a uh, kind of a big deal character. Apparently, he is going to be playing the mystery individual inside of the pod at the end of season one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, not crypto. I knew you were going to... I was about to say, I'm sorry, buddy, no crypto. All right, well, I mean... <laughs> How much are you going to love it, though, where she's like, true. well, I thought, how many more Kryptonians could be fine? And then Clark goes, you know, this happens from time to time. Met- Remind me to take you to the fortress and let you meet Crypto. Have you met my dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just rocket ship, flew to Earth, I don't know, had Crypto in it. I don't know. It's my old dog. Good follower. So, uh, apparently we can expect to see Kara and James explore their feelings for one another as the season begins. Um, but apparently they're going to hit a few road bumps in their workplace relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Snapper Carr is not going to be a big fan of Kara or Supergirl. Okay. Schechter is saying that big things have to happen to get Superman and Supergirl together. Um, while she was talking about the arrival of Linda Carter as the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, we should expect Floriana Lima's Maggie Sawyer to be badass 
And okay. apparently it looks like uh Wynn is gonna be looking for uh looking for a straight up job at the DEO. Oh. I think it would be it would make the DEO a little more fun, Jeremy Jordan hinted. He's it's a little serious right now. He um he enjoyed his little stint there at the end? I guess so. I mean I kinda felt like that's where they were going anyway. Um well, that's where we want him to go at least. Now uh this <laughs> they released pictures of the Superman that's gonna be on Supergirl, Tyler Hoshlin. Hoch- Hoakland? Um, is that? I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. We have a long history of not pronouncing names correctly. Or apparently mm-hmm. other words now. Um, <laughs> Expanding our And opinions. people are not pleased with this. Uh, the, <laughs> they released this official picture of him standing next to Supergirl. And um, I will say the on-set pictures look a lot better. But this, Yeah, yeah the, the glamour shot they put out was weird. The glamour shot, he's posed weird. The suit does not look good. I have his face he's in a weird got direction. Like, he's, yeah, he's got like a weird... Man. <laughs> um, he looks like Joaquin Phoenix from the movie The Master. <laughs> um, which, actually, now that I think about it, could have been a really cool angle if we could have had Phil Hoffman as an overbearing Kryptonian cult Jor-El head. But... Mm. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, like, I think the onset pictures look a lot better. I don't know what they were thinking with the picture they put out. People are putting up, you know, comparisons of him and Henry Cavill, which, by the way, isn't fair. It's not right, and it's not fair. No. <laughs> no. Um, give him, give him a few seconds before you start throwing, yeah. Cavill at him, yeah. Yeah. Um, they've, they've done some interesting, uh, things with his cape and his, that uh, certain people aren't thrilled with. I kind of dig the what, what they did with this cape, but I understand the people who are disappointed. Um, one of our listener, listeners who didn't want to divulge their identity messaged me and said that he looks like he's about to hand us a pamphlet about our Lord and Savior, Rao. <laughs> or Rao, however you pronounce it. It's Rao. However you want to pronounce it. Rao, yeah. I feel good about that one, but I'm sure I'm wrong in some corner of the world. <laughs> um, so yeah not a not a lot of fans on board superman so far i, I mean i freely admit it kind of looked weird but uh and it's it's because the i don't know it's because of how it attaches on the front i think mm-hmm. and and the, the belt area was a little odd the belt area was a little odd um he kind of had like a conan o'brien do <laughs> With his hair, yeah, yeah, that was it. Was a, um, it was a bit big. You know what? It actually, you know, like aside from me thinking he looks like uh, Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs> which now I can't stop seeing. Yeah. Um, he also looks like um, I won't say the company that put it out, but there was a company that put out a particularly bad uh, Evil Dead action figure of Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. It looks a little like that. It looks like that. It was like. Just enough like Bruce Campbell that you get that that's who it's maybe supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> but just really kind of off. We'll see. Like I said, set picks look a lot bigger. Uh, uh, look a lot better. <laughs> um, I've actually even seen on, on set uh, video now that looks pretty dope. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, by I the way, they did not have... going to resolve itself. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed, man. Yeah. Uh, they did not have a sizzle reel for Supergirl because they're not filming yet. Um, or well, they are now, but they weren't at the time of. I was wondering if it was because of kind of getting the late start on the go ahead. Yeah, I imagine so. So over to Arrow, um, they have put out a highlight reel which does feature what looks like you know 
few shots from the pilot. Um, you know, no Diggle, no Thea, which she's kind of popped in here and there. But, yeah. um, you know, Oliver's training, uh, Artemis and, and Wild Dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, it looks okay. <laughs> I'm just not going to have all that happiness for Arrow, apparently. I um, I wasn't disappointed so far. I, I'm yeah, I mean, I'm looking there. forward to it. Um, so some of the things we learned from Comic-Con, Katie Cassidy has signed a new deal, uh, to become a series regular across all Warner Brother television superhero dramas, including Arrow, The Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. So she's got that, uh, Wentworth Miller, John Barrowman deal going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'm still, I'm really wondering what they're going to do with a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laurel is going to be in the first episode of season five, and we are going to learn about, like, what she made Oliver promise, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should expect to see Quentin oh, that Lance was in, battling. I think she as much said mm-hmm. so in that trailer, what, what she made mm-hmm. him promise. Um, did they actually say what, what she what she had made him promise I, in that trailer? I think, yeah, I think so. Um, she, let me know if I'm wrong. We'll go back and watch it again. But I think it was, uh, mm-hmm. you always feel like you so. need to face the world alone. Promise me you'll stop that. She basically made him promise to keep people around him to not try to do everything by himself anymore. That if that's the promise, that's lame as hell. Anyway, well, uh, doesn't that sound right? For as much as the oh, it does sound right, but does it any part totally... of that not sound <laughs> deadly accurate? <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, so we should expect to see Quentin Lance battling demons, battling a lot of demons in season five as he works to pick up the pieces of his life after Laurel's death. <sighs> okay. <laughs> That sounds exhausting. Mm-hmm. Laurel. Mm-hmm. The series 100th episode will air as part of the CW Supersize crossover event with The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. Oh, season to 5. This I'm really excited about, and I'm a little worried as well. Season 5 is going to introduce Rory Regan, a.k.a. Ragman, the vigilante Ragman. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Shadow pack, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this had a neat concept. I've been wanting to see him played with a little bit more. Yeah, and he's apparently going to be played by uh, Joe Dinicole of Blind Spot, and he's going to be in a recurring role. You know, I um, I'm just hoping they don't take away his magic abilities since we're going back to street level stuff. I mean, they said they didn't really want to do a lot of magic here. Is there a version of Ragman that doesn't have a, a magic ability? No, but you know. <laughs> So they take away superpowers in these shows sometimes. Sometimes. So like, I'm just worried he's just going to be like a hobo running around with like rags on. And I'm like, no, steal souls. Yeah. And he's like, steal the phone. Got it. (laughs) So apparently all the fans are going to have to wait things out to see where season five takes Oliver and Felicity. Mm -hmm. Um, Looks like she is going to have a boyfriend though. In the first episode. Yeah. They're going right into it. Stephen Amell joked that he was going to kill him in Act 4. Is that right? Yeah. Says he shows up in Episode 1, dies in Act 4 or something like that. <laughs> um, See, so yeah, at this point, you know, uh, Team Arrow looks relatively different. Diggle and Thea have gone. Um, I'm going to have Wild Dog, Artemis, and Echo Kellum as uh, Curtis Holt. Mm-hmm. Um, Curtis wants to be, be Curtis wants to become a vigilante and fight alongside the rest of Team Arrow, uh, which is going to send up some red flags at home in his marriage, which we were afraid of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Apparently, mayor, uh, like Mayor Ollie Queen is not a good mayor. Like he is <laughs> like a really shitty mayor, and he's just like leaving all the other all like the mayoral responsibilities to Thea while he runs around being a vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, and apparently the big villain that Oliver helps create or creates is going to be called Prometheus, but is not going to be the Justice League character Prometheus. Okay. I mean, you had to doubt that. Yeah. I've, I, there's no Batman, so I don't really see a reason to do Prometheus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so David Ramsey was talking about the show, and he says, I think the show in general is returning to the street-level crime and crime-fighting on that level as opposed to nukes and magic and a lot of stuff that might that some might think is more flashy. Mm-hmm. I think, I wonder if he means flashy. I don't think so, because I've never seen any well, nukes the, on the Flash. Well, well, in the article, they, they uh, capitalized and italicized Flash. So, uh, you know. <laughs> I, maybe uh, there's an editor somewhere that just thought that'd be funny. <laughs> he says, I think it totally worked last season. Not totally, David. Not <laughs> totally. But I think part of the strength of the show in the beginning was the fact that it was the street-level crime bosses and crime lords that we fought as a team using Felicity's brain and our brawn, right? Mm-hmm. We'll return to that. So, yes, you will see more street uh, side-by-side fighting with Diggle. When he comes back, he's going to have an opinion about these new team members, particularly in the wake of Canary's death. So, there's um, that. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Amell was, uh, was talking. He says, Arrow Season 5 is going to be back to basics. This is not, by any means, the last season of the show, but this is definitely the end of a chapter in the show. It was a vision that was pitched as a five-year journey for Oliver, and we're really focusing on the initial goal of the show, which is, we have to make Star City a better place to live. Um, uh, Wendy Miracle is saying that the Flashpoint Flashpoint storyline will result in something bad in Star City. Uh, she says it will have a big impact on the characters, as it does have uh, as it does have impact on. I don't know what that means. Mm. <laughs> That's what she said, apparently. Okay. Um, I've seen it quoted two different places, the exact same way. So <laughs> I was I actually went and looked for that when I'm like, does that make sense? Again, um, thinking an editor was to blame. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, it will have impact on 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 somebody. I've also read it was mostly uh, it's mostly going to be uh, the impact is mostly going to be on Oliver and Diggle's relationship. Okay, if everything that involves the word flashpoint, I just somewhat refuse to speculate on until until we get an episode <laughs> or two in. Mm-hmm. So over to the Flash. Speaking of Flashpoint, they've shown us a trailer. <laughs> Looks like Cisco's uh, a millionaire. Yeah, I like so many other parts of um, the the Flash. I think Cisco's my favorite part so far. That I like the part I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks fun. What you know? What what was the coolest thing to me is uh, Reverse Flash screaming, "Who's the villain now?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are not shying away from the whole from the book, you know. Well, I think they're they're gonna have to shy away from it, but. <laughs> Well, like having Reverse Flash come in and say like, "Ah, who's the villain now?" That's that's yeah, that's so yeah. Flashpoint. I don't even know what to do with it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Barry's decision to race back through time to save his mother will have serious implications on the entire show and our favorite characters, as seen in the trailer above. Um, as the trailer we I was just talking about, uh, Joe and Barry will no longer have that father-son relationship. Cisco is now a billionaire, and Iris and Barry no longer share any history, which would make sense because it was you know Barry's the murder of Barry's parents that brought them together in the first place. Yeah. Um, his dad is going to be back. His mom's going to be still alive, which apparently will give Barry a, a feeling of uh, bliss when he comes back. Um, but he's also going to be having to deal with the changes in his world and relationships. Apparently he's going to have two separate sets of memories as well. And he's going to slowly start forgetting the original timeline. Yeah. 
Um, Grant Gustin says, obviously Barry's parents are alive, which changes the whole dynamic of our show. Barry never went to live with Joe and Iris. So Iris and Barry don't even have a relationship. Barry is still a CSI. So he and Joe still know of each other. Tom Felton's character is only on the show, only on the show now because of flashpoint and how things have changed. They've aged Michelle who plays Nora Allen. They've made her look 15 years, 16 years older than she did in the pilot. And every other time we've seen her. Uh, so it's cool. We get to see Barry with his family as if they've always been normal, except Barry knows it shouldn't be this way. So he has this absolute appreciation for the fact that they're here in front of him. So the scenes are great right away, or sorry, great right now. They bring a smile to my face. Barry's the only one that knows all the differences. And um, they haven't told me not to say this, so I guess I'll just kind of say it. While he is the only one that knows, he does slowly start to forget the original timeline, Mm -hmm. kind of like a Back to the Future-esque type thing, which is a pretty cool element. Mm -hmm. I just love him for bringing up Back to the Future. I knew you would. I knew you would. Um... He says, I think I think we could state Flashpoint does not last all season long, but there are permanent ramifications. Um, it has been revealed that the uh, Wally West as Kid Flash is part of Flashpoint. Hopefully that'll carry over to the normal universe because I want to keep that around. Um, that's just me saying that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Apparently we should see, we should expect to see Joe very affected by the changes in the uh, Flashpoint. He's going to be very unhappy, which will affect his work and personal lives. Apparently, season three is going to have uh, two new big bads, one of which will be a new speedster, and uh, which, by the way, might not, may or may not be the Black Racer. Like I've seen shots of it, set pictures of it, but uh, it's definitely a speedster yeah. in a black costume. But that's all we can say with any certainty. With red highlights, yeah, yeah. Um, and Doctor Alchemy, who is yeah. going to be voiced by Tobin Bell. Mm-hmm. That's that's Jigsaw in the in the Saw franchise. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, the writers are promising bigger and better things from this year's crossover event, which will hopefully include more people. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Felton's character will definitely be a threat to Barry, and fans should expect there to be friction between the two characters. There are currently no plans to bring Bart Allen into the mix, which is sad. But you got to leave something for later, right? Yeah, yeah. Come on, Impulse. Um, <laughs> apparently, Felicity's going to be in the second episode of the season. And she's going to give Barry some much-needed advice. And, uh, yeah, Wally West run as Kid Flash is tied directly to the Flashpoint storyline. So I really hope they don't just do that only there. Oh, that it... Well, you're hoping he doesn't lose his powers, essentially? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that would be a pain in the ass. So was it me, or... I mean, did you watch the Legends of Tomorrow sizzle reel? I did. That's It can't be called a trailer. It's definitely just a sizzle reel. It felt yeah, like they didn't have not, much new stuff. I don't think they had any new stuff. <laughs> For may, a second, maybe, I thought they were going to do, and then they didn't. It might have been. It might have been none. I didn't feel like there was much. At least, um, I didn't exactly do a shot for shot on it. But uh, apparently, in uh, season two, they're gonna they're actually gonna have a big fight uh, with the Justice Society of America, and that will prepare them for their big fight with Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, they're man, and it's gonna have like Malcolm Merlin's gonna be a, a part of that. Damian Dark, uh, Reverse Flash, and uh, Captain Cold are all going to be in the Legion of Doom on Legends of Tomorrow this season. Mm-hmm. That all sounded uh, like... I mean, it, Legion of Doom's a stupid name for anybody, but that's... <laughs> at least it'll be those cats um, doing it. Right. Um, so they've announced that with Justice Society, they're going to do Obsidian. Uh, yeah, like, I saw that. Obsidian is going to be a part of this thing. That is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we're getting into New God territory here. Yeah. All right. Well, they had to bring him in sometime. I feel like I it's, so, it's, yeah. it's the ever-escalating rise in any 
story where you start off with a DC Comics character. Eventually, they've got to meet a new god. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Obsidian. That's a huge surprise for me. I had I was like, what? Um, Star Girl, not a surprise. Um, she was, I think, created by Jeff Johns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, Doctor Midnight coming in. We already knew about uh, Citizen Steel and uh, the former Vixen. Yeah. Um, apparently, I mean, and, you know, this is obvious. We can expect Sarah to be seeking blood for the role Malcolm and Damien had in Laurel's death. And don't forget that Malcolm was the one responsible for Sarah's death as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you sure. Uh, Stephen Amell is going to be dropping by, showing up as uh, as Mayor Queen in the first few minutes of season two, apparently. Yeah. Apparently season two is going to be much more serious and mysterious. Jonah Hex is coming back in episode six. I know you're going to be happy about that. I am not. Mm, yeah, pretty happy about that. <laughs> there is going to be a big twist for Rip Hunter this season, and it will change everything for Arthur Darville's character. Um, Rory's going to be even more outrageous without Snart around. Good. And all. And he won't get off on the right foot with Vixen. Apparently hmm. there's going to be a new love interest for White Canary. And the the Hawks might come back. Guggenheim said we haven't finished telling the story of the Hawks yet. With the right timing and the right story, we would love to see more of them. Yeah, I heard they were going to be poking around here and there. Mm-hmm. Now, they also said, uh, let's see, uh, we will be doing these iconic historical moments from recognizable historical figures. Uh, this is Phil Klemmer talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, we had little, little things like H.G. Wells, and we had a little shout-out to Bill Gates at a certain point. Season mm-hmm. two, you're going to see the icons of the 20th century. You're going to have those versions of the Forrest Gump kind of moments where with our guys trying to fix history, but at the same time getting to play a part in these recognizable eras. Um, I'm not too big on that, honestly. Nah, I can give or take that the cute callbacks to actual time things. Yeah. When they're done well, they're a lot of fun, but sometimes they kind of get, you know... Cutesy. Cutesy. They, it, it's easy to mishandle something like um, that. Kind of backfires yeah. hard when it doesn't um, work. He also... He also says we will do deep hi- deep prehistory. We will touch on a handful of places that you have never ever been to on network television or otherwise. We'll spend the rest of the seasons trying to pay for it. Okay. Which with the if it's not a typo, if he actually did say seasons plural, we might have a new premise on our hands. <laughs> well, it's already supposed to be a new premise. Like they've decided to abandon yeah. the whole like, hey, we're just gonna go back for this one guy. Um, is you this going to be like that... a Rory squashed a bug in the prehistoric era and That'd be great. the show's quantum And now leap. dragon lizard people run the world? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be just fine. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be, um, I don't know. It, it it feels like they were talking about prehistoric there for a second. And I know they're going to jump around. They said mm-hmm. there's some time in the 40s they're going to spend with the JSA for a while. I am looking forward to the mm-hmm. 40s with the JSA for a while, but not as much the yeah the thing we talked about um yeah. but yeah the now, new premise is more is... like now they're protecting time like they're now the the right. the, the the masters so uh yeah that has right. a lot more play to it to me than we're just going to stop this guy because mm-hmm. there's not too many guys and... you can pull out and you don't want to pull out a new guy that c- can do that every season it doesn't want to be like hey uh, next year it was dr fate's gotten off the hook and he's kind of bad now oh no <laughs> yeah so guggenheim says we've got a cool season long storyline planned with the jsa involving a very cool mystery involving a big bad for the year it's all going to kick off with an epic battle between the justice society and the legends it's requir- required that every time there's more than one superhero in any place at any given time they have to fight we're honoring that rule and that tradition straight out of the gate 
Okay. Uh, Guggenheim also said, I think you'll be surprised at the way we resolve or don't resolve initially the cliffhanger from last year. We're going to answer what that was all about with Patrick's character, our man, in episode two. And you'll have to wait until episode two to find out what the encrypted message was all about. You'll also see the part of the message you didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. Classic TV writing. Um, Guggenheim also talked about the crossover between the DC shows. He says, it's an external threat from outside the shows that will involve Supergirl coming over to the Flash, then Arrow, then Legends of Tomorrow. I don't like to oversell. She is going to be coming over, but we're not going to do a full-on Supergirl episode. Um, I don't want to give you the wrong impression. Um, he says, last year we had eight characters and we felt a need to provide in every episode a storyline for every single character. We went away from that this year. It's still obviously a team show. It's still eight characters, but now it's like this episode we're focusing on Ray and Sarah. This episode we're fo- focusing on Jax and Rory. We're not being as d- democratic about storyline as we were, and that allows us to get deeper into characters and deeper into their emotional journeys for each episode. For us, it's, like, for us, it's very exciting because I think it's brought a new life to the show. That does sound better. No, I, I I can tell you. I could have told you before you mentioned it that you were going to be happy about that. That was one of your criticisms. Was yes. hey, I feels like it feels like we're bouncing around too much. You guys need to settle down and tell me something about this specifically. Like dig in here mm-hmm. and there. Like absolutely, there's a lot of play you could have done with this. Like the whole uh, Sarah Snart thing. You wanted to you wanted to sit down and have you know a good three quarters an episode that was just dealing with that. And, right. Yeah, and I agree that. I mean, it was one of the things the show lost is it didn't it didn't have some of the heart that it could have because we were bouncing around too often. Yeah, so uh, they also released a Lucifer sizzle reel. Yeah, we caught a very quick glimpse of Lucifer's mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I don't really notice. I haven't noticed anything different really. Nah, it's he just got a haircut. The same old thing. They're gonna be <laughs> tromping around. May's out there being a badass. You know, mm-hmm. him trying to figure out what life's all about and mommy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we're, we're on record as being not super excited that Su- Lucifer's coming back, but I'm always willing to be wrong. In fact, I'd love it. Sure, me too. And I gotta admit, any the, negativity um, you may have perceived about any of these shows for me, please prove me wrong. <laughs> it may or may not have been true, but we'd all like to be wrong about it if it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get it. Whatever they're doing with the mom thing, I have to admit that's the one really cool thing they did with Lucifer season one was the cliffhanger. Yeah, that was interesting. And they've they've hinted that it's going to be Maze. That even in the trailer, they hinted that it was Maze who let her out. I'd be fine. I'd be fine. Make so, as yeah. much, and it would it would explain why Maze just vanishes in the the final episode for a little while. <laughs> yeah. So, any other thoughts on all of the things that we've talked about with TV? Um, no. And again, I, this time last year, I was a little more speculative about things, uh, mm-hmm. with the word flashpoint between me and these shows, I'm just so gun shy about it. Yeah. I, I, I can feel you on that. It's, and they've even been back and forth. I mean, the, the arrow people were trying to say that it wasn't going to affect their show that much. It was going to be there, but not now they're going, all right, you yeah, know, seriously, we're, we're writing the, we're writing it into the story. Uh, sh- mm-hmm. So... I guess sticking with TV, but moving on to animation. Justice League Action, it's going to have 152 characters out of the gate. <laughs> I heard about that. 60 different heroes, 40 different villains. Oh, yeah. uh, They're bringing in Constantine. Space Cabby's going to be in there. We, we yeah. already talked about that. Yeah. Um, Butch uh, Lukic says he's uh, that Constantine is in quite a few early episodes. Space Cabby is uh, a character that DC wanted uh, involved in the series and turned out was a good choice. Uh, Patton Oswalt is apparently playing Space Cabby as well. Oh, fantastic. 
Yeah. Um. Let's see. It it just it sounds like there are more IPs in this show than not. Yeah, it says, originally we were supposed to be doing a new Batman series, but me and Alan Burnett got together and Paul Dini. Well, that can't be I bad. I think, yeah, eventually a week later it was suggested we do Justice League, do a Justice League show instead because there was a gap between new series plus the movie that's going to be coming out. So we got the go-ahead to do a Justice League series, but that's but there's one catch. It's got to be 11-minute episodes. 11 minutes is not much time to spend with one character, let alone 152. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, Burnett says we focus, we mostly focus on three of them at a time. We want to put Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman out front. Uh, so they're featured in most of the stories. Wow. Uh, hold on. May I, I admit that it's exactly what it sounds like. A very tall order. Mm-hmm. They gave us a list first that was basically originally on the new 52 comics. The list of characters in there were what they wanted, and it was pretty much the ones that everyone wants, plus some odd ones. We definitely got most of those in, plus a few that we thought of that would fit in. Apparently Burnett's going to do, he's going to recreate the uh, villains Demons 3, and they're going to be, but he's, they're going to call them the Brothers Jin. Mm-hmm. He says it's an, an episode 11 or something like that. It's one where they have to disguise themselves as each other. If they said their name as they were casting a spell toward them, then that would cast a spell. If they were dressed as another as other superheroes and they said the wrong name, then the spell wouldn't have any effect. Uh, James Krieg describes in a Halloween episode, there's a haunted house episode with kids set during Halloween, and they're dressed up as their favorite heroes. It's probably my favorite so far. I think it was written by Paul Dini. Of course. Plastic Man Saves the World is one we've got upcoming, and it's a beautiful show, added Lukic. It's also the first time we show Metropolis, and it looks pretty nice. Watch out for that one. They're going to have General Zod in there, Darkseid, Steppenwolf. Um, James Woods is playing Lex Luthor. Brent Spiner is going to be the Riddler. Hmm. And Michael Dorn is Atrocitus. Oh, and wow. they they are apparently not going to tell us who Mr. Freeze is played by. Uh, apparently we will recognize the voice when it shows up. Um, Mixie Spitlick, they're also keeping under wraps, but Lukic said that fans of DC animation will recognize, uh, the character. He says, we brought back someone to play that character. We were initially trying for someone else, but they had other obligations, but it definitely paid off to get the same actor that played him 20 years ago. The only person I could think of that was 20 years ago that played him was, uh, Gilbert Gottfried in the Superman animated series. Yeah, the animated series gotta be right of course lukic might be and a few years off so super busy yeah um <laughs> so they expect it to, to premiere around august or the middle of september they have 26 half hour episodes 52 wow. shorts 26 oh wow that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff dude uh-huh I and mean, that actually might be able to fit in 152 characters yeah so they were they were interviewing kevin conroy at comic-con and they asked him if he was going to be playing Batman differently in Justice League action than he does in The Killing Joke. And he said no. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I have to admit I don't because the audience is so familiar with Batman. They're so devoted to him. Batman fans are so passionate. You have to be consistent. You have to be true to the character no matter what situation he's in. And The Killing Joke is such a dark, frightening place that he goes to, but it's the same character. And Justice League Action is that character, that same brooding, dark character, but in a more ridiculous situation. There's still a lot of action and adventures, but it's a little bit more of a ridiculous side to it. It opens itself up to a little bit of comedy, which I love playing, and the audience at the screening totally, uh, sorry, the audience at the screening really reacted well to. You approach the character the same way the situation he's in is, is different. 
I'm I'm gonna agree just on the principle that I like him doing it that way. So whatever he needs to justify it. (laughs) Yep, me too. You go, you go, Conroy. Mm -hmm. You do you. You show him what that bat wiener's made of. Really, you you do bats, but you you do it that way, which is you, Mm -hmm. thankfully. Or you know, Batman. (laughs) So that's that's all the news I have today. Oh, we survived. It looks like we survived. Awesome. I'm gonna I go may to... be in desperate need of a sandwich soon. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go to bed. <laughs> like like pretty soon. I had uh I had four <clears throat> I had about four hours of interrupted sleep. So mm. it's time. Hey man, do what you gotta do. Yeah. I think that's gonna call it on, on this episode. Sounds good, man. Was there was lot, so much stuff. A lot of stuff. I mean Whew. we're probably still not done with Comic Con stuff. It'll still trickle out for oh, another yeah, week no. or two. Yeah, it'll still come out here and there. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening to us ramble on for this long. You can find every episode of DC On Screen at DCOnScreen.com. You can also find us floating around the interwebs over on Facebook at DC On Screen or on Twitter at DC On Screen. We are a part of the Giant Size Team Up Network, a proud member, I'll say. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Go check out some of the other shows over there. Or just us. Whichever one. doesn't matter. I mean, we'd like you to check out the other shows. It'd be nice. It'd be real nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> Go check out uh, our buddy Scott Madison at Next Time, the comic book television prediction podcast at planetrisecreative.com forward slash podcasts. Until next time, guys, when we'll be, gosh, reviewing The Suicide Squad, finally. Not soon enough. Until then... Go see the movie. Keep some DC on your screen and on the big screen. You know what drives you, what inspires you. You know why you're here today, thinking about your education and your career. But do you know how to get where you're going? Indiana Wesleyan University is a place where your dreams and goals are known, where you're pushed to excel, and you're supported beyond graduation day. Explore our tuition guarantee our faith-integrated coursework, and more than 100 online degree programs. See how it's possible at IWUishow.com. El nuevo crispy chicken sandwich de McDonald's es... Crujiente, tiernito, oh. Es pollo en la McDonald's, un mordisco y... Wow. Es el nuevo crispy chicken sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. En McDonald's Participantes.